Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Man, I'm watching Saturday Night Fever or Staying Alive over here. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen it in a while? So Staying Alive was the second one. Is it? I thought yeah. it was. Oh, so Saturday Night Fever was the first. It was the first one. Staying Alive I th- was oh. the sequel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see he's in his white suit. Yeah. That was the second one. What happened in that one? Did he like move in with that girl, that good dancer? Man, I don't remember what happened in the original. <laughs> the original one was his uh, the his friend had a crush on him, and she kept wanting to go to the dance contest with him, and he wanted to dance with this professional dancer because he wanted to be a professional dancer. Right. And she got the the friend girl got mad because she got friend zoned. Right. But then I think they actually hooked up one night and she got pregnant. Or maybe she lied about getting pregnant. Okay. Trying to hook him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was trying to hook him. But, you know, the favorite, my favorite part is, you know, he had the necklace with the cross, the gold chain. And, you know, he's at dinner. And uh, the parents are giving him a hard time. Like, you know, get a better job or whatever. Pull, pull your weight around here. And he's like, y'all just don't understand. I'm going to be a dancer. <laughs> Like <laughs> Italian family in the Bronx or whatever. <laughs> you just don't get me. I'm going to dance. And you love it because you probably had that same conversation with your dad. About dancing? Dad, I, I want to dance. That's who I am. <laughs> I, you, I probably did want to be a guitarist in a rock band. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're here today for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting, Ray. Yes, we are. Not really to talk about John Travolta. No, but, you know, who knows where the topics will go. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I should mute the movie. There we go. That that helps. And uh, I don't have any soda. I've got maybe one swig left of my Diet Coke. It's got phenylketoneuronics in it or something. I've heard about those. Yeah, it's bad stuff. So what's our topic du jour? Uh, our topic du jour is the topic of the day. Okay. Oh, I've always wondered what that <laughs> meant, right? So our topic du jour is, since you won't answer the question, I'll answer it for you, is uh, task organization. Yeah, am I correct? You are. It's kind We're of your topic. About, uh, there you go again. <laughs> no, this was a listener-requested topic. Okay. Those fall into their own category, John. <laughs> Uh-oh. You so made the rules. Responsibility. You, you made the rules, <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, okay. So we did. A uh, good friend and a loyal listener mm-hmm. suggested, uh, give a shout-out to Brian. And he's not in the car business. No, he's not. But uh, I think this relates to personal life, any business. And he's a manager. Yeah. He has to manage a group of a team. Okay. So he certainly appreciates our conversations regarding management. Well, I had as a, you know, we have a kind of a running list of topics. In case we can't think of one, we'll go to the list and right. pick one out. Well, one on my list was CRMs, uh, Customer Relationship Management Software. Yep. I think you can't talk about task organization without talking about CRMs, so we can kind of cram the two together there, maybe. All right. I'm, I'm with it. And my feeling on CRMs, Yes. you know, many times being in dealerships have had dealers ask me, what's the best CRM or what CRM would you recommend? And I always have the same response. I think I know spot. your answer. I say, you know, it's just like when somebody asked a friend of mine who's a preacher, which version of the Bible is the best one? Uh-huh. And his answer was always the one you'll read. Yeah. Right. Whichever version you'll actually read, that's the best version. Right? Whichever same, CRM you'll actually if use. If you'll use it, 
right? Because they all have, you know, I mean, different ways of doing the same function. Yeah. And that's an important function, keeping your next task available and in front of you and reminders as to when you should perform those tasks, keeping track of previous conversations and engagements, whether email or, or telephone or, or chat, and, you know, all the specifics about the customer. Yep, yep, I agree. You want to kind of talk about the types of tasks? I mean, when we were kind of just brainstorming this topic before we recorded, I thought, okay, I will have stuff that I want my team to do. And again, getting back to the car business, basically, I want follow-up. Right. I want uh, owner follow-up. I want prospect follow-up. That's, I guess it pretty much sums it up. Right. Either they bought here or they haven't. And I want to follow up with both of those Either types way. of people. Yeah. Correct. I think just because people are inundated with so much noise, mm-hmm. right? Be it, you know, uh, blast emails that go out to hundreds, if not thousands of people or automated responses, um, as relevant as we can be in our follow-up is, I think, going to provide the, the success to that follow-up. I agree. It, um, it, it does take more time. Yeah. But... You know, if you'll take the extra couple minutes to be relevant. Well, and that can be as simple as having a, a script. All right, so there's a couple of areas, Ray, that I want to kind of go down, you know, a couple of paths. I want to talk about not only customer-related tasks, but, you know, internal business tasks as well. You know, you have KPIs you're tracking. We have management tasks. But then how to keep your own personal to-do list and, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, that's part of being organized is... Uh, you know, I have projects due by this time, or I have proposals I need to get out, or you know, whatever it is. Uh, so those two things, and then also, uh, yeah, we've talked about CRM a little bit, but let's let's just start there for now. So CRMs. When I worked with Ford many many years ago, probably 15 years ago, we didn't have a CRM at, at one of the dealerships I worked in. Uh, Ford offered a free version of Reynolds and Reynolds. We didn't really like that. So I wrote uh, just a database in Access. Right. And that allowed you some kind of interface options. You know, I could basically, the reason I'm telling you this is it boils down to three categories that I had. Either it's a hot prospect, it's a warm prospect, or it's a cold prospect. Right. So, you know, every day I would come in and the number one thing I would do first thing in the day is call all my hot prospects. Yeah. You know, that was recent people, internet leads, phone-ups, walk-ins, people I needed to call right now because they were close to buying a car. Right. But I think, yes, CRMs will do a plethora of amazing things nowadays. Yeah. But what it comes down to is we want to sell more cars or we want to sell more service or, you know, whatever we're selling. We want to do more business. Right. And so let's get in touch with the hottest prospects right now. Right. And then we can kind of, you know, the, the colder they get, the less important they are. Yeah, uh, I think the less urgent they are. Okay. Because in order to continue to have that group of hot prospects, mm-hmm. you've got to be doing the cultivation type stuff, which is somebody who, you know, well, it's going to be two weeks before I can really, you know, spend any time on this kind of thing. Yeah. All right, well, you're two weeks out. Right. You know, I want to stay engaged with you because something could come up in your schedule. And next thing I know, I don't call you for two weeks. And in two weeks, it's, uh, oh, you, oh, did. you did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I've had a few extra minutes and I stopped well, by such and such and I bought a car. Hey, rule of thumb that I've always been told and seems to work for me is 
however long people tell you they're going to wait, right. call them in half that time. Oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be three months. I'm going to buy next year. Uh, I, I've got to get some things together. It'll be a couple of weeks. Whatever they tell me, in half that time, I'm going to call them. Right. And hell, I may call them two days later. I was going to say. You know, I know you said it'd be six months. I just want to double check that you have all the information you need for now. Or something just came across my desk. I just saw new rebates on the car you were asking about. They just increased them by $1,000. And I just want to make sure you were aware of that. You know, I I realize you're, you're not really looking right now. But last thing I'd want to do is miss out on providing you information that you would have said to me, well, God, had I known that. I might have come back in right then. Right. right? So, and obviously, we want to always be trying to close a deal. Sure. And I'm not saying the at the first mention of I'm not buying today, oh, okay, well, then I'll call you in a few weeks. Right. You know, I'm not saying that. No. But, yeah, I like what your attitude is. Is Number one, you go back to being relevant. Yeah. You're calling them because, hey, this is some relevant information I have for you. Right. At least it seemed like it would be to me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, then you've got a reason to call, yeah. which is of utmost importance. I can't just call three times a week for the next six months and go, Hey, just checking if you're ready yet. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. you're not still. Okay. I'll call you in a couple of days. Yeah. Hey, you ready yet? Are yeah. you ready now? Then you become annoying rather than somebody who's providing useful information. Amen. Amen. And I mean, it's, it's rare to find a business of any size, yeah. especially with a sales team that doesn't have some sort of CRM. Amen. Amen. doesn't matter the industry. Right. Yes, I agree. And I mean, I know you get the the pushback of, you know, oh, it's not triggering the right task. You know, it's, oh, that person doesn't need to be called right now. I'm going to call them later. Well, for me, I just like having that organization. Yeah. I mean, I want to pull up my computer in the first thing in the morning and say, okay, I've got 35 calls to make. Right. Or I've got three proposals to write up and 60 calls to right. make. I mean, it just, you and can then structure you can your day around Hopefully that. reorganize them to the, you know, hot, warm, and cold. I mean... Yeah, I mean, or you, could, you could pull right. them either way. You know, I could pull only the internet leads. I could pull only the phone ups, because you know I may have a different script for somebody who was a walk in two weeks ago versus someone who was an internet lead two weeks ago. Right. So I might want to call them in order of what script am I going to use? Right. You know, that way, I, you know, if I've got fifteen or twenty in a row all using the same script, well, bam, I, I can have it in front of me, but I don't need to look at it very often. No. Right. Yeah. Especially when you're doing one right after the other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas if you're going like chronologically, I've seen some CRM set up for like BDCs and salespeople where it's just the oldest one is on top and the newest one's at the bottom. Right. And you might be calling an unsold showroom traffic and next you're calling an internet lead that's 90 days old and next you're calling a phone up that was two days old. Right. It's just, no. I don't and like yeah, that. And that whole reset mentality, yeah. right, with each one yeah. in order to be relevant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're hitting the nail on the head <laughs> there, Ray. All right, uh, you have, we were going to talk about tasks as they relate to employees and your self-tasks. Yeah. Where would you like to head next? Which um, path, Ray? Well, I am not by nature an organized person. Okay. So I have to rely on some secondary trigger, right? I mean, there's some people who just, you know, live their lives very regimented. Right. Right. I mean, and I find that the more things I have to complete in a day, the better my day goes. Yeah. Right. I mean, I I think back, there was one semester in college where I took 24 credit hours in one semester, 
which 12 is a yeah. is full time. And I did better that semester than any other semester in school. Okay. And the reason is because, thank you for asking, John. Let me tell you. <laughs> the reason is because I couldn't put anything off. It if had to I, be done if I had an hour to study for a certain class, I wasn't getting another hour sometime between now and the time that was required to be you yeah. know, completed by. So I knew everything I did, it was, that was it. Right? There was no, well, you know what, I can do it in the morning or I can do it tomorrow. No, this was it. You got this much time to do this because I got to have to go into something else and then something else after that. So I, I liked the, the constant uh, triggers and organization of my time because my time was so full mm-hmm. that I did everything exactly when it was supposed to be done. Right, There was just no room for procrastination. There's an old saying that, Everything that you do, every the way that you spend every minute of every day is either getting you closer to one of your goals or it's getting you farther away from one of your goals. Yeah. So it, nothing is neutral. You can't just say, well, I'm going to go watch a half an hour of TV, you know, and it won't have any impact. No, it's either going to help you get closer to your goals yeah, or it's going to pull, pull you away. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with that. I use a lot of apps on my phone. I mean, there's right. what is something about the milk. Do you remember? Have you heard of this one? No. It's like "Don't Forget the Milk" or something is the name of the app. I, I use the Apple Reminders a lot just yeah. because I can set, uh, you know, a time in there for it to remind me, and it'll ding my phone. The alarm will go off. Oh yeah. I, I have a ton of alarms in there. I've probably got twenty-five alarms set. You know, some are weekly things, some are every day. Yeah. I mean, the calendar apps. There's I've got like three calendar apps on my phone. <laughs> but yeah, man, just. I mean, little things like uh, I've been looking at houses. So I have in there when my credit score updates every month. And so I know, you know, okay, a couple of days before that, I need to pay off everything so that the credit score is updated. Okay. So I don't know, man. So are you by nature an organized person? Uh, no, I wouldn't think so. Okay. I mean, I'm very like the creative type. I mean, you know, I'm data driven. I like right. to have data in front of me. But as far as planning my day out, yeah, I like having three or four big items that I need to accomplish. But I mean, like, I, I know I always talk about Elise Kephart, but I just saw on Facebook the other day, she was posting her agenda, like her plan for tomorrow. And it was literally like, wake up at 5 a.m., shower at 5.15, exercise, you know, whatever, exercise at 5.45. Right. Every 15 minutes was scheduled out, like eat cereal, you know. Yeah. Cut up banana to put in cereal, you know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, no. Anyway, so between like 5 a.m. and noon, she had probably 17 things on her agenda. Holy cow. I'm not that kind of guy. No. I'm like, okay. Nor do I aspire to be. Sometime in the afternoon, I'm going to eat lunch. Yeah. I'm going to do that. And and mine are more, you know, uh, I guess larger task driven, right? I need to leave the house by 6.15. Right. Right. So I know I have between the time that I wake up and 6.15 to be ready to walk out the door. Now, some days I may sleep until 5.45. Yeah. Right? Because I know I can do what I need to do, you know, shower, shave, and right, get out the door by 6.15. Other days I may get up at 5, and then I have a little more time to make coffee and, you know, uh, kind of... Do your bench presses. What are you benching at, like 5.60? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, if I ever sat laid on a bench and pushed some weight, I might know. 
<laughs> but I'll say yeah, five sixty sounds good. You're the king of leg curls, right? Uh, no. You use those bands, those elastic bands. I don't. But no. you put like twelve of them on at a time. Okay. Well, what? Well, uh, where are you getting this? Are I, you making fun of me? No. Are you? you <laughs> the know? only reason I bring that up is because one time we rode together to go run an errand, and I saw in, in your pickup truck that you had some Jane Fonda tapes and even a copy of, like... Uh, That's not true. What was that? Who did that song? Let's Get Physical. Uh, that- what's her name? From Australia. Yeah? From Greece. You know her name. Uh, Olivia Newton-John. See? You remember the tape. I do. I mean, it's probably because it's sitting there in your seat right beside well, for you. For one, uh, tapes... I was going to see if you'd act like you didn't know, for but one, I knew you knew. For one, tapes... I don't even own a VCR. Here's the strangest thing: is like you're. I mean, at least here, you should say DVD. You're sitting here now with me, with a button-down shirt on, correct? A suit coat. No, it was blazer, but a, okay. Okay, a blazer. Okay, and a, a furry headband like Olivia Newton-John. No, wears. no headband. I don't know. There is no headband. It's like That's you don't lie. go anywhere without your That's headband. That's a lie. You, you, you were, you were correct. Button down, got the blazer on, and the, yeah, no, no headband. I don't have one. Does I don't own one. I can't read it from here. Does that say Hulkamania on it? I don't own one. Not a single one. <laughs> right? I don't know why. Let me see your wrists. Do you have the wristbands <laughs> on today or no? I like how you actually lean over to look at my as if, you know, I mean, you're really playing this up. Like, you're in the part. You are totally ingrained in this <laughs> hey, character. Look, like, to promote this lie... Right, that you're even kind of like, well, let me see your wrist. And you actually, I mean, nobody can see you do that, but you're actually leaning over. You know, there's nothing on my wrist, but you're leaning like, you know, and then when you see my bare wrist, yeah, yeah, there it is. You got the wristbands on. And those Hulkamania ones are probably collector's items. Yeah, I bet they are. Well, you should yeah. put them on eBay or something. Well, I, I was needing to uh, trim my goatee, and I guess my mustache had kind of come down over my, my top lip a little bit. Mm-hmm. And somebody told me, you know, what are you trying to look like, Hulk Hogan? Really? And I never realized, but he always kept his mustache where it came down over his lip. Now, you dye that jet black, or is that natural? Again, right? why? I mean, it stands is, out is against it, the blonde hair. Are you laughing internally? or is you, I mean, you're just like rolling on the ground with these internally. That's what's going on in your mind right now. Like, this is good. This is so funny. <laughs> I mean, is that... I just, please, no, share I, your internal dialogue. It's promoting dialogue this crazy, is, uh, you know, non-truths regarding well, uh, me. One of my tasks that I'd written down today when I planned my day out was make fun of Ray's Hulkamania sweatband. So I can... Check that off the list now, and but we can move on. I don't own an Hulkamania sweatband. So what, like what, what prompted this whole line? It's just, uh, oh, what do you? Because it, it, com- the, comedic relief. I mean, you, we you were, feel like you're. <laughs> we were talking about how much you were benching, and you the, asked me, yeah. and I said if I ever laid down on a bench and pushed the weight, I might know, but I don't. So <laughs> therefore, I can't give you an answer. Yeah. yeah. I love that. You bring up some random thing and then say, well, we were talking about. No, we weren't talking about. What we're talking about today, Ray, is tasks and organization. I just, I'm curious where this train of thought came from. Look, it's something I learned from podcasting school. I mean, (laughs) it would take like an hour to explain it. It's just, I mean, we have a show to do. Come back to the present. Yeah. 
Come back to the That's present. That's what I'm trying to say. You're you're in some dream <laughs> where I have a dark dark black goatee and a headband on, and uh, I'm like I'm sitting right over here, John. Hey. <laughs> Can you come I back? Just, we were Can talking you... about your workout regimen because you've lost. No, like we weren't talking about them. anything. You started saying all I these just, crazy. Do those stuff. elastic bands really work? Or are you more of a free weight guy? <laughs> all right, you, you just, you're not going to give it up. There we go. <laughs> so, so moving on to right. our task at hand. So we've talked about CRMs and their value. Yes. The thing I love about a CRM, brother, is set it and forget it, right? I mean, you can't really do that. I would go back and look at the agendas that I have set up. But, man, I've walked into so many car dealerships where you get an internet lead and, like, the next task is a day one email and that's it. Right. Like, how do your people know that they need to follow up with this lead? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you know, that's their lead. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, no, I love, that's one of my favorite things is to go in and grab the CRM. All right, man, step one, we're going to set up all these um, algorithms or triggers, you know, whatever, to, to spark the task to populate. Right. Moving on from there, no, I think follow-up is a great When you're talking about tasks and, and being organized, you've got to have some kind of scheduled follow-up. Yes. But, you know, we talk about, uh, like, deal jackets, having uh, on the outside the things that you need to have right, inside of a deal right. jacket. I mean, you know, we're talking about Brian and, and his business. I'm sure he has some kind of packet, either electronically or physically, that, you know, goes into a proposal or goes into a bid, whatever they're doing in that business. Following your to-dos, right, your yeah. task list, yeah. requires a certain element of engagement beyond the okay this is day three email yeah right well if you can alter day i mean yeah use the template as a basis of your you know sending out something and hopefully it's well constructed enough that it's relevant on its face Mm -hmm. however if you can go in there and manipulate something to be more um in line with the previous engagement with that customer it's going to be more effective, right? That's my relevant aspect to it. I, I, I don't like anything where we're just, you know, pasting, sending, pasting, sending, pasting, sending. If I can, I recognize the amount that if I've got 97 tasks, do I have time to sit there? On, I won't do anything see, else. I, I was going to say, see, I don't mind. I would rather, you know, I won't do anything do else all day. On. But I, I just feel like as much as, and I think, especially with those emails, Shorter is better. I agree. And, you know, I mean, I always reference, you know, the, the AI. I just don't want employees getting BDC or sales or service, whatever. I don't want them Trying to get too creative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're, they're and it takes 10, 10 minutes, minutes per, per email. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, what about, um, you know, personal accountability? I mean, whether we're talking about a salesperson or a service writer or a management team member, do you have any pointers for people to, I mean, I, I like having a little notepad right there beside me on my desk, Yeah. you know, and I'll just jot down every day is a new page and, you know, I write things down there, cross them out as they're done. Yeah. Tomorrow, if there's anything left undone, I'll tear out that piece of paper and put it on the next page. Right. It gets carried over. Yeah. It needs to be done tomorrow. Yeah. 
I, you know, I, like ordering vehicles. I need to get this trade-in fixed. You know, I've got to run this car through the shop. Whatever yeah. it is. I have used the the working pad notebook, whatever that I keep with me all the time of you know current things that are going on mm-hmm. and move them to the next page. That kind of thing, tearing out pages as I can once I can complete that. Yeah, so I I think that's a good way to help manage yourself. I think there's also that level of accountability, right? Mm -hmm. I think typically people need to be managed, right? There needs to be somebody who is watching, right? And just asking the question, hey, man, how's it going today? What are you working on currently? What do you, you know, got coming up? What are your hot prospects? What I'm... It doesn't take huge engagement to know whether or not the people who are who you're managing are truly engaged in their activities or if they're just, you know, I mean, I think there's Checking marking the it off the list just for the sake of marking off the list. And there's marking off the list because it was completed and you addressed it and you've got a next step. Yeah, I think that's important, too, is if we're talking about steps in a process and an ongoing thing like customer follow up or the road to the sale or whatever. I think it's important to say, all right, I've completed this task. Now, what's the next task? Right. Right. It can't always be, all right, that one's done. Let me move on yeah. and not think about that ever again. Yeah. No. I mean, right. I, 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 I what, got what, a guy kick the can down the road. So right. To speak. Well, and, and, and a guy in a business, you know, that I'm, I'm familiar with, friend of mine, and, you know, has new management and, they've hired three people and as I'm engaged with them going, Oh man, you're, you're, you're growing, you're hiring people. And he goes, yeah. And I go, well, you know, what are the three people that you hired? Well, this guy's, you know, a project manager. I go, really? What's his job description? Well, we, we don't really have a job description. Oh, well, okay. Well, you know, who else you hire? Well, I hired this guy to oversee this. Oh, great. Is he managing those people? Well, we haven't really decided that yet. And I'm, I mean, by the third one, with no job description and no real uh, KPIs, no you know management in place. I mean, one of these guys is like 23 years old, and he's been given this massive book of business, and he has zero management and zero engagement. <laughs> and you know, from the beginning, is like failing in his job. And you know, I'm talking to the other. He's like, well, you know, that's kind of my fault. I really haven't spent much time with him. And I'm like. <laughs> That's crazy to me, right? I mean, that's just insane. It, 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 there has to be management. Every problem in a business is a management problem. Every solution is a management solution, right? People need to be managed. So there has to be some, whether they set it up themselves to say, hey, I'm going to do this. And I mean, you can manage above you, right? You can manage your manager or your supervisor or the owner and say, hey, every week I want to kind of give you a weekly report, you know, I want to send you an email, I want you to work with me, right? Force them to manage you if they're not. Manage up, right? Right. Isn't that a book? Yeah. Manage up. Yeah. My wife, I beg her to hold me accountable and she doesn't like to because she's like, I don't want to be bugging you. you And I'm like, no, I need that. Right? (laughs) I, I appreciate that. Please do. Just because I want that other level of accountability that at least somebody's going to go, hey, how'd you do? Did you complete stuff? And all right, I mean, you will do that to me. Hey, these are the things we're going to do, you know, and you check with me and I check with you. Hey, John, did you get that done? And you do the same with me. That is beneficial. And I think any environment, if you don't have somebody who is engaging on a regular basis with those people that they are responsible for because they own the, t- the ultimate task with the those people that are under their 
area of responsibility that have to perform tasks in order for them to be successful, there's got to be some check-in and some follow-up and some make sure to uh, that, that things are being done. Would you well, agree? Yeah, let me put it this way. I, I think to summarize what you're saying is typically... Typically now, not in every case, but typically managers become managers. They get put into their role because they were good at the other job they were doing. Right. Right. They're promoted to, you know, the Dilbert principle. You're promoted to the level of your incompetence. Right. right. Well, so if they're in this job, it's on their path to the best job they can have. Right. So making those people more aware, keeping their awareness up throughout the process I don't want them coming at the end of the deal and saying, okay, how did it work? Right. Oh, it didn't work out? Oh, it sucks. Okay, let's do better next time. Right. No, if you're aware and engaged throughout the sale or throughout the process or throughout starting this new initiative, like you're saying, man, the, the more involvement from the management team, the more awareness in the manager's brain. Yeah then uh, I think naturally there's going to be some mental ownership there and the project or the sale is is going to be more successful. Absolutely. And then, I mean, we've talked about some of the non-monetary ways to encourage people. Well, I think a great one is if you find that salesperson A does a great job of getting people to call him back. Mm -hmm. He might not be the best closer in the world, but man, he gets his people to call him back then we recognize him for being able to get people to call him back. And we even, in the middle of a sales meeting, and say, hey, Jimmy, tell everybody, how do you get so many people to call you back? Yeah. And let him share, well, really, all I do is I just say it like this, or whatever. I you do know? the task, the CRM pops yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, and somebody else has management talk to every one of his customers while they're in the dealership. Right. Yeah. Well, how is it that you're able to do that? Right. Share with everybody. I mean, one, it gives them recognition. And two, it might give the other people who struggle in that area another bullet for their gun. I absolutely agree. That's a fine point to make. All right. Thank you. And it's a good way to praise employees. You know, it gives them a little confidence boost, a little recognition. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So I pulled up, Ray, here. Uh, your to-do list and beyond eight powerful ways to manage your tasks. Let me tell you uh, the best one on this list is choosing the right way to organize your tasks. Whether you're a you know chronological guy, you know at 8 a.m. I need to do this, at 10:30 I need to do this, like a lease. Right, right. Or if you're a big picture, you know bullet point guy. Well, I need to make 60 phone calls and I need to set three appointments and and I need to do four demo drives today. Right. Those are my goals. Again, we've talked about that. Your goal should be having interactions, not steps. Right. But, but yeah, whether whether you're a chronological guy or a bullet point guy, and are you an app guy? You want this in your phone that it's going to ding and alert you at ten thirty. You need to call so and so. Yeah. Or are you a memo pad and pen guy? Yeah. Step one: figure out what works for you. Right. I don't want to have to make this call it. 8.05 and this call at 8.15 and this yeah. call at 8.45. You're not that kind of but, guy. Yeah. But I want to know that my phone will ding at 10 o'clock and I'm supposed to have accomplished these four or five things. Well, the reason I like that method and that it works for me is that now my brain is not cluttered with, okay, i got to remember to do this and I have to remember to do that. You know, I can live more in the moment. Yeah. If I'm meeting with a client, I can be present in that moment and hear them and listen to them actively. 
and, and not be while they're talking I'm thinking oh when I leave here I need to stop by there right I need to run over here and do that thing no man I, I can kind of set it and forget it right and and it's gonna tell me when I need to do something right right yeah set set that importance kind of in your brain I know I need to get this done today but it doesn't have to be done within the next 15 minutes now I have the freedom to engage and once we're done with our engagement and you know we're I'm walking away from that. Now I can go back and say, all right, what are the other things I was supposed to get accomplished here before noon? Or, or, yeah, in my example, not even that. If I put it in my phone and it's going to remind me, I don't have to think about it. Yeah. And most of the time, hey, man, that's a good thing. It'll be 2.30, and I'm thinking, gosh, I got nothing left to do the rest of the day. I'm free. (laughs) Oh, 4 o'clock, bing. You got a meeting in 20 minutes. (laughs) Oh, man. Jeez. Jeez. I thought I was done for today. You really did forget it. Yeah. All right. So I didn't forget it, man. It's just uh, the the human brain only has so much capacity as, you know, you're a prime example of, of the exception to that rule. Thank obviously, you. Obviously, but uh, <laughs> most people's brain, Ray, are limited. I, in the I, w- of- I wish there's sometimes I think that the, uh, the listeners uh-huh. are disserved. By not being able to see you. Because had they seen you roll your eyes the way that you did, as you said, you are the... I I think that headband might be on a little tight, right? Let me see the wristbands again. So we're going to go to, with regard to organization, Uh it's on the individual to organize themselves. Find what works for them and make sure that they prioritize and find whether it's scheduling every five minutes of their entire day or whether it's scheduling based on reminders throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And then it's on the other side is if you are responsible to oversee, to manage something that's going on, it's on you to make sure that you are regularly checking in with those people. Not at the end of the day, did you win or lose did you accomplish them or fail at it mm-hmm. but periodically through the day so where are you at in your day anything i can help you with no you've wasted the first two hours or the first two hours is gone and i need these done by a certain time you realize that right i mean those kind of reminders throughout the day but manage the people they need to be managed and hey that principle of managing up i mean there's nothing wrong with Saying, hey, boss, I'm going to be working on these projects today. I'll check back with you in a couple of hours and see if it's a good time for me to update you on what's accomplished so right. far. I have both done managing up and had people tell me, hey, I'm going to provide you my done list at yeah, the end of the day every updates, day. Like and they and they do it. And then if there's a day that they don't do it, I'm going to call them up and go, hey, man, I didn't get your done list today, right? Yeah. Oh man, I, I forgot. See, I well, you 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 put this into place for me to hold you accountable. I'm holding you accountable, brother. I Where would is think it? As an employee, that managing up will create more trust and freedom in your oh, day. Amen. Because you know, then your boss, or if I'm the boss, if I'm the manager, and one of them is constantly engaging and telling me about his wins and struggles and all of this, I'm not going to worry about that guy right. too much because. He's going to let me know. Yeah. But everybody else who's just, you know, kind of disappears for eight hours. Right. Hey, I'll just sales, trying to stay I'll, under I'll the radar. All salesmen to the tower. All salesmen to the tower. Except for Tommy. I know you, you're doing your thing, bro. Right. You know, you're checking in with me when something goes on. But everybody else. I need to see you here. now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Well, 
You got anything else? No, man. Let's wrap her up. All right. On it. Well, there we go. That's it. Another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting with John and Ray. We do appreciate you listening. And uh, be looking on eBay for Ray's wristbands. I'm telling you, these are collector's items. And we hope you'll join us again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com? No, Ray, it's just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. So just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. You've got it. Great.